Welcome to another episode of Vital Doc Talk. And today on the show, we have Dr. James Sturette. Dr. James, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. And I just took him through, um, you know, an intro on the podcast, et cetera, guys. So um, I was looking over his LinkedIn. I saw that he was a naturopath, which is awesome. Um, Dr. James, why don't you tell us a background of, you know, kind of how you got into the industry and what motivated you? Motivated me? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I actually, uh, I got into naturopathic medicine. I had a lot of health issues as a, as a kid, a lot of digestive issues. And I just, yeah, I went through uh, the ringer with Children's Hospital and uh, a lot of doctors just couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And I mean, this, this actually went on for years. I think I was about six or seven years old. And my parents out of desperation took me to this old naturopath, <laughs> old naturopathic doctor. And it, it was literally as simple as me just having a little apple cider vinegar after each meal and avoiding a few different foods. And it like just took care of all of my problems. So wow, my family has always had a lot of respect for naturopathic medicine after that and a lot of faith in it. And um, just from a young age, um, I see the, the benefits of both conventional medicine and naturopathic medicine. And so, uh, you know, I knew I, I always knew I wanted to go into the healthcare field. Um, and so after college, I actually uh, did a little soul searching. I went down to Peru and surfed for a year. Nice. And, yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was a blast. But uh, while I was down there, I mean, I just encountered all this poverty and it just reinforced like, hey, I want something to bring to the table. You know, I want to be able to, I want to be able to help people from a medical standpoint. Um, but I, I don't want to just push pills. Uh, I want to actually get to the root cause of, of why people uh, have the problems that they do. And while I was down there, I, I came across Bastyr University online. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, all right, it's in Seattle. I don't even have to leave home because I'm born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. So I came back and started doing prereqs and, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did a, after a medical school, I did a residency in family medicine in Tacoma, Washington for a year and a half. Uh, and then I ended up moving to Bellevue and was in a regenerative medicine practice there for over a year. And so mm -hmm. working with lots of folks with joint pain, uh, platelet-rich plasma, stem cells. Uh, and then I decided uh, after a while of that, just to, I wanted to go branch out and do my own thing and really combine all of the modalities that I've uh, become proficient in. And that's what birthed Blue Water Medical. And uh, so that's the practice that I have now. And we're up in Snoqualmie Ridge. Um, so yeah, it's been around awesome. for about seven months now. Very cool. Fresh out of the water. I love it. Seven yeah. months. And uh, you're located, we're located in Seattle too, um, as well. So the audience doesn't, I don't know if they know that uh, about me, but um, that's, that's really awesome though. You're, you're a local native here and seven months in, and I've talked to doctors of all sorts on the show, 20 years plus experience, mm -hmm. uh, you know, seven years, seven months. So um, why don't you? Why don't you give me a quick background, I guess, on what do you feel like? Because a lot of doctors, right, some of them, they just go straight out of med school mm -hmm. and they go into starting their own practice. You actually worked for somebody at right. first, right? What advantages do you feel like that actually gave you um, working for somebody? Um, oh, it gave me advantages. I mean, I think mainly it's, it's, it's systems, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you might be able to, <laughs> out of medical school, 
you might have like the theoretical information, but you need to be able to do some sort of a residency program. You have to watch experienced doctors, handle patients, um, just the whole patient care aspect, and then just see what mm -hmm. systems they're doing for things, right? Mm -hmm. Everything from the front desk to, uh, you know, how to uh, treat a patient. Um, mm -hmm. it's, there's, it's, it's so elaborate. And to mm -hmm. just graduate school and think that you can jump into something like that is, is I, I could see that yeah. being very challenging. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've encountered doctors who just very early on did that. Did you, and what were kind of some of the things that stood out to you that you were like, oh, I never thought, you know, maybe this accounting method, or I don't know, this, this front desk, um, you know, training process is going to be useful. But now that I see, I should definitely implement that. What are kind of the things that you learned from, from this other practice? Um, honestly, like it's almost as much what not to do than what to do. Interesting. Uh, like, so all the practices that I worked in accepted insurance. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew I was like, all right, something just feels off about this <laughs> for me. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, you're not getting paid until months later. A lot of times you're not being reimbursed well, and you're just having to cram patients into your schedule, uh, to make a profit for the day. And so I, I just knew early on, like, all right, when I start my own practice, I'm going to be cash. So we're a cash based mm -hmm. practice. Um, you know, we keep a low overhead. And I don't have to see as many patients to um, actually turn a profit, which is nice. Um, let's see, other things that I've learned. <laughs> just or not learned. Or not learned. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's endless. Um, just as far as patient correspondence goes, uh, just, I don't know. It's, it's a ton. It's a ton. So Interesting. So, so now, you know, you branched out, you, you got out of this, uh, this, these other practices that have bad patient correspondence, take insurance, do everything the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, wh what have you implemented that you feel like has really helped your practice early on? Um, maybe something you've seen your peers do as well. Sure. Um, so I'll say like for starters, like, so we're up here in Snoqualmie Ridge, we're like right front and center on center street. So there's, we're mm -hmm. got a Starbucks next to us and you think to yourself, mm -hmm. You know, originally I was like, okay, if I open these doors and I, I, and I create a nice space, people will come, right? <laughs> people will come. Uh -huh, and and I didn't even think about anything else like marketing wise, necessarily website, anything like that. And uh, I'll just say firsthand, like that is not true. <laughs> that is not true, right? Even though we're right here, right front and center and you feel like you're visible, you know, we weren't, we weren't. Um, and so things that have worked um, to increase our visibility, uh, number one would just be getting plugged into the community. Um, that's probably one of the top three things that, that have really worked for bringing in patients. And so um, the Chamber of Commerce up here, uh, Snow Valley Chamber of Commerce, just getting plugged in, um, you know, meeting the people in charge, like they, they've really gone to bat for me, introducing me to other businesses, introducing me to like-minded individuals in the community um, that has really helped for referrals. Um, and then I also joined a group, a net, another networking group called Keep It Local up mm -hmm. here. And it's only like 20, 25 of us. Um, and we're not even, I mean, there's a couple healthcare uh, professionals in the group, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, construction, painters, uh, realtors, the whole nine yards. So it kind of, 
it, it gives way, we meet like once a week and uh, talk about good ways to refer to each other. And so. Awesome. Is really, that like a, a, is that like a BNI group or like, have you heard of BNI? Is that yeah, like a local yeah. chamber of commerce type of groups? I think, you know, that's a great um, topic you brought up, plugging into the community. That's mm -hmm. definitely something that is very useful and essential for when you're just starting out your, your, uh, your practice. So that's probably going to be a great topic for this episode. Um, so, so tell me more about this Keep It Local group. Did you start that or were you invited into it? How'd you find it? Yeah, I was invited into it uh, by a chiropractor, actually, mm. who is just across the street from me. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is really similar to a BNI group, but I think there's just less rules, which is mm -hmm. nice. Because I know is, yeah. groups can get uh, pretty tedious. They can, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's all about the, uh, the crowd. You know, I've been a part of two business networker international groups and, and doctors out there listening, if you're not part of business ne networker international, I think it's a great practice. Personally, just just my opinion. I think it's great to join for a couple years, at least when you first start out. Um, personally, for me, I, I find a lot of the members there, they don't know their business numbers well enough. They haven't thought about things such as customer acquisition costs, et cetera. However, they have been around for many years and, um, you know, it's great early on. I think later on scaling wise, um, what happened is like one of our doctor clients, she left her BNI group, uh, because she was like, okay, you know, now I don't have time to, uh, just kind of talk to other business owners. I have a network, but when mm -hmm. you're building your core network, your support group, right. I think it's, it's, it's great to join. So, so yeah. And, and they can be very tedious. Uh, it's, I think it just depends on the crowd. So tell me more about, um, you know, yours. It's super laid back. It's super mm -hmm. laid back. I mean, uh, not a ton of rules. I mean, we have to, mm -hmm. uh, we meet once a week. Uh, right mm -hmm. now we're just meeting virtually. Nice. Uh, and yeah, we just kind of go around. We chat about uh, what we're facing, like especially with COVID right now. We're, everyone's just kind of talking about the challenges, mm -hmm. um, how they're overcoming it, what, what good referrals would look like for them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just absolutely essential. Like When I moved up here, I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been down in Bellevue and, and Snoqualmie is up the hill a bit. And so I didn't know anyone up here. And so it was starting from scratch. Wow. So for, I think, like you said, uh, a network uh, of people that you're connected to is, is essential, especially in a smaller community like Snoqualmie. Um, it's really tight knit up here. And it's kind of, I'm, I'm realizing like it's kind of like you're in or you're out. <laughs> That's funny. That's so interesting. Want, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's one degree of separation, right? Especially in the small world, especially when you're in a very small local, you know, city or, or, or town. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and, and and so this Keep It Local group, what have they done for you? Like, I know you guys go around, talk about your challenges, kind of have, have you implemented any solutions together, introductions? Do you have like a, a format? How casual is it? It's pretty casual. It's really casual. Um, but you know, I've, I've been invited to speak a few times. Mm -hmm. on, uh, on other platforms um, that some of the other members have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, just small other uh, workshops and things like that. So which has been really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's generated a ton of referrals for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> I that's think awesome. That, and what is sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say as far as like getting the business off the ground. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like I opened the doors and nobody came, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like, all right, crap. Um, <laughs> where are we going to go from here? And that that was really the the the, the first stepping stone is 
is those groups, those were those where those first referrals, those first patients came from that got this practice off the ground. That's awesome. And you know, that's, that's definitely very true. I, I've talked to a lot of different business owners versus like tech startups and then obviously doctors. And if you build it, they will not come. It's not like the movie guys. If you build it, you know, it's, it's just there and you got to market it. So Dr. Dr. James what have been some of the kind of tips and tricks that you've implemented that you feel like have really helped you grow to the next level after, you know, the first three months where you're trying to learn how to swim and now hopefully you're getting going. I know Corona obviously did come during like your first year. So that's right. I think that's going to be great. Well, okay. So, um, yeah, Corona really put it through a wrench in things, but uh, had it not been for Corona, we're, we were like, we were on a great tra- trajectory and it's already starting to pick back up. Great. So I'm worried about that. Um, one of the, the things that, that I did was, uh, so I built my own website um, nice. from WordPress and I didn't know anything about website building. I didn't know anything about any of that. And uh, so uh, out of the gates, I'm like, okay, I just need like an aesthetically pleasing website. So I, I think I use Thrive uh, Architect, like page builder, basically, you know, put something together that I liked. But for for months and months and months, it was not even registering on Google. And because the back end of the website was complete crap, it was it was terrible. I didn't know anything about the back end of a website, you know, internal, external linking, backlinks, anything like that, uh, yeah. words. And so I just kept diving into it and, and researching and trying to figure out what was going on. And even more so like through this, uh, coronavirus thing, it's given me even more time to do that and right. more so optimize the back end of the website, front end of the website. Um, and I uh, haven't hired anybody. Mm-hmm. It was very challenging on my own to do it. Um, but yeah. now I'm, I'm actually popping up in Google and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that, uh, people are actually finding me on Google now. Um, we're getting leads from that. Uh, awesome. yeah. So I think like the one piece of advice that I would give is like either, either pay someone to do that for you. Cause I, I spent, I, I, I don't like 300, 400 hours. I don't, I don't, I, wow. Unbelievable amount of time. Unbelievable amount of time for what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I had that time, right. Cause I was building a practice. I didn't, wasn't seeing mm-hmm. patients every day. So, um, yeah, I would say either pay someone to do it for you or just make sure you're doing it right the first time. Yeah, I think that's definitely key. You know, we had Dr. Heather Overland on the, uh, you know, on a, on a previous podcast episode and she talked about how she, it took her, I think like a week and a half to put her website up, but then she's constantly, you know, every, every week she does something to improve it. So it's definitely an ongoing effort. And I think there's different mindsets, right? Like if you're just starting out, I think it is, I would recommend doctors, um, you know, at least create, um, you know, a basic version of their site to know how to navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, all the doctors we've worked with in the past, the ones that have done the best, they actually keep a pulse on their business. Even if they don't know how to build their site, they have a strong pulse on it and Mm -hmm. they're in it and they understand, you know, some of the basics. Um, the, you know, the doctors that just say, Hey, I'm just going to run my practice and the business guys will, or gals will figure it out. Those are the ones that are really putting them at huge risk themselves mm-hmm. are huge risks. So, um, what's been the number one thing that's, that's helped you grow so far? Has it been your, your website and doing your own SEO? Um, that's been huge. Um, the networking, uh, 
I think that those are both equal probably. Mm. Um, initially it was definitely the networking and now I think it's more so the SEO. Um, yeah, those are probably the top two things right now. I, I love that. Cause we helped Dr. Uh, one of our clients, Dr. Cass, we helped her grow and initially, you know, it was the network and then her website really started to pick up after that. So it sounds like you are on the right track. Um, so what are kind of some of the main things you learned about doing your own SEO? Um, you know, I, I'd love to learn. Oh, sure. I mean, well, you guys are the experts, right? <laughs> I, I did write a book. On <laughs> I like to learn from the doctor's point of view, right? And, sure. and I think you building your own site, a lot of the listeners, they'll uh, keep better notes as well because it's firsthand experience. So, I mean, if you're doing it on your own, like just like I just use Yoast SEO for keyword mm -hmm. and just switch to the premium and looked through, watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to actually optimize uh, the, the, the whole Yoast setup, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was really helpful. Um, the internal and external linking was just not something that I, I knew mattered mm -hmm. uh, originally. It does, yeah. but yeah. So, um, yeah, because of that, uh, we had a lot of bad backlinks uh, mm. on our website. And so I actually, you know, we got that taken care of, got those things disemboweled or whatever it's called. Yep. Um, and, you know, as far as like Google Webmasters and Google Console, whatever, I didn't even know that stuff existed. So it was kind of fun to do <laughs> that and be like, oh my gosh, like there's this whole other world uh, that's like behind the internet that I had no idea existed. And it's been kind of a fun project really to just um you know let's push my creative side i guess and learn a new skill so it's been it's been fun that's awesome yeah and i think every doctor out there should mess around with google analytics take a look at google search console right explore some of those some of those things even log into your own google maps and make sure your information there is right um and and you know there's there are things that you think won't matter as much and they they will and there's things that can get you in trouble so i you know kudos to you for actually you know getting your hands dirty and working on that site um you know respect so when you were learning what were kind of some of the websites you visited and, and also why word why wordpress you know I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here we actually recommend wordpress but you know why not squarespace or wix or so you know, i originally yeah. i originally actually bought a wix domain and got set up with them and uh, I had a, a friend, uh, another naturopath, who was like, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. Dump it. So I dumped that domain. I got rid of it because, like, I guess the domain gets locked down through Wix for, you know. What? Yeah. If, if you, wow. It was like six months or eight months or something like that. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have that type of time. So I just made a new domain, started over with WordPress. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I just... I heard through word of mouth that that was the way to go. So, and that was your main choice, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Uh, I mean, and then I just kind of googled it, you know, like just looked through blogs and saw what people were talking about, and it just seemed like it was a more powerful way to go about it. it seemed like you, there was more flexibility um, with your SEO and just your control over your website when you're, uh, as opposed to going through something like Wix. Yep, exactly. You know, you hit the the. The nail on the head there. WordPress gives you a lot more options. And then the second thing that a lot of people don't talk about either is WordPress is used so often that now they have a bit of uh, what they call a networking effect. Since they're big in the network, they get a lot of benefit 
So if you ever work with another web designer or whatever, like they've most likely they've used WordPress if they're, they know what they're doing. It's so common, you know, it's almost actually a red flag if they're like, Oh, I don't know WordPress. It's like, what? Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's a standard. So that's, that's what definitely benefits WordPress as well. Since so many people work on it and it's got all these plugins and functionalities. So that's awesome. And so what were some of the changes? So you said you disavowed your links. Um, did you add pages? Was it that you yeah. were stuck in a Google sandbox and cause your website's so new Google didn't even, you know, have you on. It, it, I thought it was that for a while. Um, mm -hmm. and then it, I think it was just because we had like no keywords, my, mm -hmm. um, the content on my pages wasn't, I mean, since we didn't, I didn't have any keywords like through Yoast. Um, and then like my website was, it was aesthetically pleasing, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, um, you know, like the H1, H2, H3 yep. uh, titles and everything like that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on just a second. No worries. Oh, oh thank you so much. No worries. All right, you too. Sorry about that. Well, um, we can edit, edit it out. We, we edit the podcast. So luckily. Sorry, man. Yeah. Don't try to edit too much. So, um, we can do that yeah, again. So, um, it was the actual, uh, the on-page, uh, content that just wasn't registering with Google. I wasn't using the words that I wanted to rank for enough. Um, and so I literally had to redo the entire website and we, and I added a blog so I could do internally link to my, you know, like my cornerstone content. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've been trying to work on that. So I just try to do a blog once a week that links back to my pages that I want people to know about. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. That's cool. And, and how, how have you been growing? Did you start getting, you know, one new client a week and now you're at two? What's your growth rate? What's your trajectory? Well, let's see. We were having like three or four new clients a week before mm -hmm. COVID. So we were growing pretty fast. Um, and now we've had, we're at about three, three new clients. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we're, things are picking back up. That's awesome, guys. And that's very solid, you know, which just goes to show if you just focus on two things, which is, and this is the main stuff I teach anyways, if you just focus on your the referral network, and then, you know, hopefully you got good strategies and tactics and you keep your metrics there. And then your SEO, that'll take you very far to getting, you can get up to, you know, seven figure plus practice that way, actually. Um, so Dr. James, what would be kind of one, I guess, bite-sized takeaway, if another doctor was listening to the show, what would you want them to do to, to help their practice out? I think, like I said before, like, uh, if you, <laughs> um, you either should hire somebody to do it for you, right? Mm -hmm. Or do all the research ahead of time and, and do it right the first time. Cause otherwise you, you end up wasting so much of your, your own time. Like, um, if you just kind of go by the seat of your pants and set something up, uh, that you think looks good and might work, uh, you're going to figure out, you're gonna have to redo it down the line. And it's just going to end up costing you so much more of your time. If you want to do it yourself. Um, so I would just say, do the research ahead of time, know what you're going into. Otherwise, if you don't feel like you have that in you, definitely hire somebody to do it. Love it. Yeah, guys, if, if, if you're thinking of starting a website or you want to work on a website, you're either, you either want to spend, you know, a hundred hours on it or hire somebody to do it. And you just got to do the math, right? 
And that's something that a lot of people, I guess, just kind of dive into and they sometimes can take for granted. I, I get it all the time where they're like, Vlad, it's just a copy and paste, you know? How, you know, isn't it easy to just add that page real quick? You know, it's like, no, it does take a lot of work. So awesome. Dr. James, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so uh, up here, Snoqualmie, Washington, physically, and then online, uh, bluewatermednw.com is our practice website. Cool. Well, thank you guys. And that's another episode of Vital Doc Talk. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you.